Well, hey there, podcast listeners. It's Brian, and I'm in the studio today with my beautiful wife, Tracy. Oh, thanks, honey. Yeah, and we're going to talk today about how to use the parenting page at PursueGod.org, at church, or at home. So, Tracy, first of all, who should keep listening to this episode? Well, by its title, we first are speaking to parents. We really want to help parents feel equipped to raise their kids and their teens. Yeah, and Trace, you work really hard on the parenting resources, both at PursueGod.org and FlexTalk. Why don't we start with that? A lot of people are asking, hey, what's the difference between these two websites, PursueGod and FlexTalk? Okay, well, PursueGod is our faith-based website, so everything's biblically-based. A lot of scripture you'll find in any of our topics. But mm-hmm. Flex Talk uh, is more a morals or character-based website. It's not explicitly Christian or biblically-based. Right, but it clearly is implicitly yes. Christian, right? But the whole reason we separated the two sites, for those of you who are wondering, is because we wanted to make sure to have a product that we could bring into the public school system, into our communities, so Flex Talk is great for community outreach. It's great for your neighborhood. If, if maybe you want to start a parenting small group or a family small group, uh, but there are people in your neighborhood that maybe would be put off by um, explicitly biblical content, then check out our Flex Talk content. In fact, Trace, we have a Flex Talk parenting page as well, although right now we're talking about the, the Pursue God parenting page. Right, right. Yeah, so the other, the other piece of that is we're also speaking to churches that they can use this parenting page also. So your pastors at our own church, all of our lead pastors are getting ready to launch some parenting small groups. So they're going to use this page to equip their small group leaders to know the topics to go through and other resources to direct parents toward. Yeah, so if you're a pastor out there and you really, in 2019, you want to encourage your parents, you want to train up your parents so that they would raise kids who pursue God. And boy, I tell you what, that's such a heartbeat of ours that we want to see families, especially starting with families of younger kids. Let's get them while they're young, right? And we're going to talk about all that here Mm -hmm. today, Tracy, because if we believe that if we start while they're young and we teach parents how to invest in their kids in a, in a really intentional way, then we think it's going to pay dividends when the kids get into the teen years that can sometimes be harder years. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's do this. If you're listening while you're driving in your car, um, obviously just keep driving. <laughs> but when you stop, when you get where you're going, maybe take a look at pursuegod.org slash parenting or pursuegod.org slash family. Tracy, what's the easiest way that you like to tell people to find these pages? Yeah, I like to direct people. If you go to the front page of pursuegod.org, you'll see all of our start pages are actually listed on the right side. Or you can go into the top menu under find a topic and go to the start pages and then scroll to find parenting there. Right. Okay. So let's do this. Let's go to our, um, let's start with our parenting page at uh, pursuegod.org. Tracy, why don't you walk us through this page from top to bottom? So if you're, if you're not in a car right now, just follow along with us uh, on a computer or on your, uh, on your phone. And we're going to just going to go from north to south and we're going to kind of talk through all of the features on this page. Okay. Yeah. So we start with some featured topics and you'll notice that we have parenting kids. If you hit on parenting kids, that's going to bring up topics that we're featuring right now specifically for more elementary age kids. 
If you hit on the parenting teens, you'll see that it's populated by topics specifically for teenagers. So these feature topics, they're changing every week. We're, we're posting new things all the time. And so we just kind of highlight those for you in the featured topics. You can also hit that load more button below those initial um, topics to see more. Like you can just keep loading more and more and eventually see everything we have if you wanted. Yeah, so let's just go through some of the titles here, Trace, real quick, just so uh, those people listening can kind of get a sense for the variety mm -hmm. that we have on our site. So uh, one topic is titled, Our Family Curse is Real. That's actually a really good one. Another one, Should I Baptize My Infant? Uh -huh. uh, how to Pray for Your Family. How Should Christian Parents Educate Their Kids? Family Dinners Are Important. The Failing Power Tools of Parenting. The Comparison Game, Social Media and Being a New Mom. So there's lots of great content in there. And I was just reading the Parenting Kids section. If you click on Parenting Teens, you've got Helping Teens with Depression and the No-No List for Communicating with Your Junior High Kid and Five Ways to Connect to Your Teen and five steps or Three Steps for Beating Peer Pressure, Answer This Before You Start Dating. So all of these topics are designed for a parent to go through with with either with your spouse, right? So husbands and wives can do this. Mm -hmm. Maybe once, you know, do a date night and talk through these topics at your date night, pick a topic. Tracy, what would you recommend to to couples who say, boy, this is great. I want to start growing in my parenting skills. What would you recommend just for a couple? Yeah, I mean, I think just dabbling in some of these topics are good. Some of those that you read would actually will fall on our family page also, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. It would be topics geared for you to talk about with your kids. Okay, so Trace, just real quick, let's when, when I scroll down, I see the family page, a link for the family page right there on the parenting page. So why don't you talk through real quick, what's the difference between the parenting start page and the family start page? Yeah, so the Parenting Start page are our topics geared specifically to the parents. How to be a better parent, how to relate to your kids better, how to talk about some of those issues that are really important. The family page is designed for you to have these conversations with your kids. So the topics are geared more towards the parents saying, hey kids, let's talk about peer pressure and use that topic and have a family conversation versus just between parents. Yeah, and so just real quick, I know this might be a little confusing for you at home, but if I click on the family page now, okay, then the featured topics on the, it looks just like the parenting page, but again, these these are all about sparking conversations with your family. So the, the family page is great for family devotionals, and there's high school topics and junior high topics, and we've also separated them into just for girls and just for guys. So good stuff there for fathers and and sons or mothers and daughters. So there's all kinds of great stuff on our family page. I'm encouraging you to check that out. And if you want to talk about content with your kids, elementary school kids, elementary age kids, that's where you can click right there. There's a link to our Pursue God Kids site. So really, there's a lot of resource here. That's why we're going through this on the podcast, because we've got the parenting page for parenting content. We've got the family page for, let's just say, junior high and high school content at PursueGod.org. And then you've got the Pursue God Kids website, which is all about content for elementary aged kids and for families as well. Right. Okay, so let's go back. Now, Just that was a, just a quick little detour over to the, uh, to the family page. Let's get back over onto our current topic, the parenting page. So Tracy, um, as we continue to scroll down, we see some featured series. Why don't you walk us through um, what the difference is between a series and a topic in our website? Yeah, so a topic is just one isolated topic on a certain 
topic, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> very well That's said. why we use the word topic, very right? Well said, yes. But a series is as is a collection of topics that speak to a certain theme, and so we capture those in a series. That's kind of you go through the whole series to get all the information we want for you in that particular um, organized event. Yeah, and so as I'm looking at the featured series, Tracy, the the first two that we have listed here are. Uh, called Parenting 101 and Parenting 201. Right. So let's take a minute and explain that. And this is probably where pastors want to pay attention because yes. I know at our church, we're going to encourage our parenting small groups, which yes. we're launching here pretty soon. Our parenting small groups are going to be using these two, the 101 series and the 201 series. So why don't you explain those two series to us? Yeah. So the Parenting 101 and 201 is, is kind of a, a collection of 10 really important topics that we feel like lay the foundation for what it looks like to be a parent helping to raise kids that want to pursue God. And so Parenting 101 is geared towards our elementary age kids and Parenting 201 is for junior high and high schoolers. And so in our parenting small groups we'll do at our church is we'll encourage those um, parenting leaders. If, if you were to hit on Parenting 101, you'll see those topics are linked there for you. And it incorporates some of our key principles for parenting that we have that are incorporated in this 10 topic series. Mm -hmm. But so those small groups will just go one through 10 in a 10 week series or however long, how often they meet. Um, and it kind of they kind of build on one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and let me say something about our 101 series. So again, 101 series on our site, or we call them our starter series. All that is 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 it's just the sort of the first ten topics that we recommend that you go through because there are so there's so much content in our library. That's why we've put together our 101 and 201 series. So the first four topics in Parenting 101 it, we've hand selected. I'll tell you what they are: the failing power tool of parenting. Parenting with God's design in mind, the importance of structure in the home, and put God first. And then the next three topics, five, six, and seven, the, the, the small group or the mentoring couple gets to pick their own. Explain that. Yeah, we here's the idea. Now, we did put a recommended topic. I do have topics in there that if you're not comfortable choosing something on your own, there is a recommended topic for you to, to go through. But part of our goal at Pursue God is not just to have people go through a series and have no idea about then everything else the library has to offer. So in every one-on-one series, we like to push people back to the start pages mm -hmm. to look at all the different categories we have available. So if parents are sitting there in their parenting small group and the, and the small group leaders like, Hey, we need to choose a topic for week five. Mm -hmm. Let's all go to the parenting start page or the family start page, or we could even go to the marriage start page, even if you wanted to, and just kind of choose a topic that you feel like the group wants to talk about. And it kind of gets people to the site, seeing all that's there for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what, uh, to me, I think that's kind of the point to these resources <clears throat> in general is we're trying to get People, we're, trying to, we're trying to teach people how to fish. We're not trying to just catch fish for mm -hmm. them. So getting people, whether if you're leading a small group or if you're mentoring another couple, or even if you're just doing this with your spouse, getting people to choose the topics for themselves is really important because then they're going to be more engaged in the topic right. because they picked what they wanted to talk about. Yeah, when someone chooses a topic, that gives you an indication of, of kind of what they're thinking about or what they're worried about or where they're feeling 
insecurities or or whatever. So like I said, for for these parenting series, I did provide a recommended topic, but we do encourage small group leaders to choose a topic, you Mm -hmm. know, not to be afraid to say to the small group, Hey, let's, let's look at the parenting page and let's choose a topic that people are interested in. Yeah. So if you're leading one of those small groups, let me just say, just make sure that you understand how to find that parenting start page. It's pretty simple, but make sure you, you know how to find that and then teach your small group how to find it because that start page is think of it as like a mini website. It's like the pursue God website just for parents, you know, pursue God's a massive website but the parenting content itself could be its own website. And that's what the Parenting Start page is all about. Right. So Tracy, why don't you tell us just real quick before we get off of this topic, for anyone who's listening in, um, who's maybe a pastor or a small group uh, pastor at their church, and they heard us say that in our church, we're going to be launching parenting small groups to start the year off. Why don't you just explain a little bit how we're going to run those at our church? Yeah, we're just choosing some couples that have a heart for people and and are succeeding in parenting to some degree. And we're just going to tell them, like, come and use this 101 or 201 series with Mm -hmm. your group and go topic by topic. And again, like you said, the goal really is that as those parents are in there, they came to that small group thinking, I really need to learn how to be a better parent. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're also going to be saying, hey, listen, you look, look how we run the small group. We watched, you know, whether you send the topic out in advance and people watch the video on their own and then come to group and you just have the conversation or whether you watch the video in your group setting and then ha- use the questions for a conversation. It's it's modeling for those parents how these tools work. So that when we say, hey, go home and use the family page with your kids, they're not going to be like, I don't know how to do that because they've just been in a small group where they've been doing nothing but using the resource and watching the video and using the questions and seeing how easy it is to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is this are we billing this at our church as a 10 week parenting small group? Is that how we're setting it up? Hey, come for sign up for 10 weeks. You're going to come and somebody's going to lead the classroom and you can either do the 101 series or small group, which is the kids version, or you can do the 201, which is the teen parenting teens version. Yes. Okay. So then the outcome, the goal at the end of those 10 weeks is what? What are we trying to accomplish? Other than, again, encouraging parents and equipping parents, what's the what's the intended goal at the end of that? Well, it's like you said, it's teaching them how to fish. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just I'm relying now on the small group leader to tell me what to do. I now have been on this website and seeing how these topics work. And I'm going to go to PursueGod.org on our own and continue to look and to use the topics with within maybe their couple, if they still have some issues to work through or find a mentor to still talk through things. But ultimately, like I said, it's really to get them to go home and mentor their kids mm-hmm. that as they learn some skills about what the goal of parenting really is, we end by talking about a full cir- circle pursuit of God in our kids, that we teach our kids how to trust Jesus and to honor God and then to help others. Right. And that's that's one of the reasons that we're talking about the parenting page and the family page at the same time. Because again, I want to try to make this as clear as as I can. The way that you lead, if you're leading a small group, any of you who are out there listening to this, getting ready to maybe lead a parenting small group at your at your church or 
or you know in the community as the way that you lead that small group for those 10 weeks using the topics using what we call the flex method right find a topic learn about it and then explore it together through conversation using those resources quick little videos and discussion questions pretty simple stuff the way that you do that in your parenting class again i want you to hear this you are modeling that for parents so that they can go back to their family which is also known as a small group mm-hmm. right and then they can do the same exact thing with their kids using the family page right right so the last thing we want to do is is model something that is not transferable to the next environment right right so what's happening in the parenting small group environment now is transferable where the parents are now the leaders at home with their kids or teens right and we really want to debunk the theory that it's the church's job to shepherd the child, their child's heart for God. Right. That's the parent's responsibility. And I think for a lot of parents out there, they're like, yeah, I, I get that might be my responsibility, but I have no idea how to do it. Hmm. That's why we created PursueGod.org. We're trying to equip parents to talk to their kids in meaningful ways. And we've provided you with these resources to do that. So Tracy, let's end this episode by just kind of talking through this, just speaking to parents for a minute about how we did this with our kids who Mm -hmm. are now 18 and 15. And we started this years ago and the resources are only better now than they were when we used them. But how how exactly are we encouraging parents? Let's paint a picture and we'll we'll cover this more in in future episodes. And there's more on this at, at the parenting page, of course. But how are we encouraging paint a picture for how a parent does this, let's start with kids. How does a parent use the family resources or the Pursue God Kids website, in this case, to have those weekly or daily conversations? Explain that. Well, when our kids were young, we usually, it was before bed, was kind of our prime time. We'd be tucking the kids in and saying some prayers, and that would be a great time to, Mm -hmm. before bedtime, choose a topic as a family, watch it together, especially with the Pursue God Kids stuff. They're fun videos. They're kids in the videos, so kids love it. Mm -hmm. Very engaging for them. It's geared totally towards kids. Watch the video, and there's just four questions usually. Easy, but great. Great way to just start talking about how God is personal in your kids' lives and apply specific situations going on in your lives and how God is there for them and learns learn more about God's character and how to pray and all those kinds of things. Now for us, we kind of came upon these tools and started developing them when our kids were teenagers. For a lot of parents out there, this is the age group where they're like, I don't know how to talk to my kids. My kids don't want to talk. They go mm-hmm. to their room. They're isolated. They, we, can't, right. we can't even have dinner together. And what we did as a family is we just said, kind of similarly to how we did it when they were young, we just said, after dinner, one night a week, we mm-hmm. are going to have what we called family time. Right. And so in advance, we would somebody would choose a topic. Yeah, and we would let, sometimes I would choose it, sometimes Tracy, you right. would choose it, sometimes we'd say, AJ, it's your choice. So he'd go to the page, he'd go to the student page or the family page, scroll through there and pick the one he wanted to pick. Mm-hmm. So that gave him more buy-in. Right. Right. Because now we're like, well, why'd you pick this topic? I don't know. The first one I said, whatever. Right. Yeah. And so now it gives us more to engage, gives us more data right. on, our, on our kid. Right. And it, and it allowed them to, and a lot, we got to the point, Tracy, where we actually had our kids lead the conversation. We right. say, hey, you pick the topic and you lead the conversation. So we're teaching them to take ownership. 
we're teaching them to care about our perspective right. as a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Just like we care about their perspective when we're leading the conversation. Right. So it really creates an incredible sort of conversational environment. And it's a simple, simple tool. Well, and that's what's key. I think especially if you have preteen and teens in your home, mm -hmm. as parents, we are so quick to just be lecturers and just kind of tell our kids how they should think and feel. And at that age, as in their development, mm -hmm. they're wanting their own voice and they want to feel like their opinion matters. Mm -hmm. So in having a family time and using a topic where it isn't you lecturing at them, it's a video kind of presenting the information or the truth for that day. Mm -hmm. And then you use questions and you're actually having a conversation. The, the idea is that you're listening to your kid's perspective. Right. Like you read the question and everyone answers the question. I get to hear what my kids were thinking about how that topic applied to them. We learned so much insight into our kids mm -hmm. through those conversations. Yeah. And I remember one time, one conversation, I think we were talking about security or identity or mm -hmm. something. And AJ said one thing, and it was so interesting to sit back and watch Kenzie, Kenzie ask him questions about that. Mm -hmm. And kind of Kenzie was the one who was helping him discover, you know, what was true about identity and security in Christ and whatever the topic was about. And we actually got to sit there and watch. Right. It was pretty cool. And, and, and so it creates... It creates more love in the family mm -hmm. when you t when you model listening. And I would just say that to you parents out there, especially some of you dads out there, maybe you know you're you're not interested in listening. You're interested in teaching and and cramming truth down someone's throat. Listen, I've we've seen so many parents who took that you know strategy, and they destroyed their kids. Their kids never felt heard. They never felt listened to. Well, and they never took ownership then, and right, that's that's right. the key. Yeah. If you're having a conversation and your mm -hmm. kids feel like their opinion matters and that they have room to kind of wrestle with the information, mm -hmm. they're going to take more ownership of that in their life because it's going to be the truth they discovered, right. not what you're telling me, mom or dad. It's what I'm realizing, like the insights like, oh, OK, that's interesting how you said that. I'm, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I know what some of you parents might be thinking, like, you don't know my kid. My kid is so <laughs> rude and so mean. And, what, and I, I recognize that's true in a lot of cases. But I still think, you know, I have this, we have this core conviction that, that kids want to be heard. Kids want to be understood. And kids want truth. They might not always act like they want truth. They might not always give off that vibe. But, but moms, dads, I just really encourage you, like, especially if you're starting with teens. Te it's really hard to start with teens but it's still worth it. Right. And so I just want to say to any of you parents out there listening who have kids, here's here's what we've realized will happen is you don't realize how important this is until it's too late. Right. So I just I pray that you would realize right now if your kids are 7 or 8 or 9, like establish a conversational culture in your home. That's what these tools are all about, the family tools at pursuegod.org. It's all about establishing this conversational culture where you can win the hearts of your kids to, to Christ by helping them discover what's true. Well, like what's really true, right. not, not what the culture says is true. And one caveat, it's not like every time it was smooth sailing for us either. Of course. There were plenty of yeah. times our kids rolled their eyes or our son was um, like hanging upside down off the couch because he can't <laughs> stay focused. Yeah. And so we just didn't let that deter us. Yeah. We just made that part of our routine. Routine. Yep. It's what we do. And, and over time, we earned their trust 
that we really wanted to hear from them. Yeah. And if the conversation, if the family time was 15 minutes, so be yeah, it. Yeah, right. Especially for some of, I've got some some dads that I mentor who do this with their five-year-old kids and they're like, we, we made it about five minutes. Yeah. And we're like, that's, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Five minutes is great. You're establishing a culture. You're, you're establishing these open lines of communication. The goal is you can talk about anything. And really that's why we have so many topics on our site. You can talk about anything with your kids and your kids feel like it's safe for you to do that. Mm -hmm. And so don't worry so much about how long it is. And there were some conversations, Tracy, we did with our kids that lasted over an hour. Right. And it didn't feel like it. Right. Because we were having just real genuine conversation that was triggered by one of these topics on right. the site. Right. Okay. So you, last words, Trace, for anyone who's listening, parents or um, small group leaders or pastors who might be looking to use these resources in their church. Yeah, I just strongly encourage you go to that the Parenting Start page. And I would say if you're a church, start with the 101 or 201, depending on the population of, of, of the kids and create a small group and t and have those small group leaders model how to use the tools in every small group. And then at the end of that, talk about go to the family page, push parents to that family page, mm -hmm. because ultimately uh, we can get great information and insight on what it means to be a great parent, but we still need to learn then how to engage with our kids and the family page can help you to do that piece. Yeah, that's good. And one other comment, just if, you, uh, if you're new to this podcast, the Pursue God podcast, we do topics like this. We cover topics from PursueGod.org with just regular people from around the nation. This was more of a training topic for pastors and parents, uh, but uh, subscribe to this on Android or on your uh, Apple device so that you can listen into these conversations every single week. They're really good conversations and you can check out what we've already done in the past. And also we encourage you to subscribe to our Flex Talk family podcast. Uh, again, that one is not faith-based, so that's a great one to share with some of your neighbors who maybe would listen to it because it's not faith-based. It's a great evangelistic opportunity, and that's where we talk about marriage and parenting and budget and all kinds of that kind of stuff, and, it, and you can find that one at flextalk.org. So thanks for listening. Happy parenting, and we'll catch you next time. This was my job description, and the consultant never told me this. Again, I'm not trying to throw the consultant under the bus. But it says this, their responsibility, the paid staff's responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. What? No, I'm supposed to do the work. I'm supposed to, our, the first 10 years of our ministry, my job was to preach. And, and your job, if you came to my church, was to invite someone to hear me preach. I'm serious. Like, that's what we, and we didn't, it wasn't like, I don't think it was arrogance. I don't know. But I think it was just like, no, that, I think that's how it works. Like, I think that's what we're supposed to do. We get someone who's a good preacher. We try to get a band that's not going to screw it up. And, and then at some point, you can get a band that actually really helps. But at least let's not, let's not have a band screw it up. Because we got to get to the meat. They're here to hear me preach. And I preach, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preach the hell out of you, you know? I mean, I, I don't mean that in a crass way. Like, I really am going <laughs> to preach the hell out of you. And, and then, and then people, people, their eyes get open, and they come to faith, and we're just celebrating and high-fiving each other, and Jesus is 
heartbroken. Because he sees people walking out of there. He knows that church is more than a sermon. And he sees people walking out of there disconnected and broken and hurting. And I'm sorry, I don't care how good you preach or how long you preach. A 30-minute or a one-hour or a two-hour sermon is just not enough. And there's no possible way that you can hit on everything people are dealing with. There's no way. So I preach about marriage this week. What about all the single people or the, or the widowed people? Or I preach about having kids. What about the people who aren't going to have kids? And when am I ever going to get to addiction and recovery? And when am I ever going to get to pornography? And how am I, how am I going to possibly get to that in a timely manner for the, for the thousands of people sitting there listening to a sermon? So a ministry that is, that is about the preacher doing the ministry is broken. And Paul understood that. And that's, again, I'll read it again. It says, the paid staff's responsibility, verse 12, is to equip God's people to do the ministry. So it turns out that I'm supposed to be an equipper, not a minister. You're got, you guys should be called the ministers, not me. But we, that's not how we do it in our church. It's, I'm a minister. Oh, that's great, minister. Great, great sermon, pastor. I remember watching Little House on the Prairie. And that was, my, that was my picture. That was my picture of the win at church, is he'd preach a message, and then he would stand at the back, and he'd be shaking people's hands as they walked out so that he could hear them say, great sermon, pastor. And so I would go stand at the back to listen to the message. In fact, I remember one time, I have a twin brother. He's here with us today, so that's fair warning. But he came to, he, he came to our church years ago, and I was up at the front preaching, and I preached this sermon, and I said, amen. And, and Mark, was my twin brother, was standing at the back door, and as soon as I said amen, you guys have this at your church. One of, the, one of the ladies in the back row like turned around to leave to beat everyone to the parking lot. And she saw, she saw Mark standing right there, my twin brother, and she said, great sermon, pastor. <laughs> like, I'm like, does she really think I could, I'm like, could like telecommute there? It's... So that's, what, that's kind of our picture. The pastor does the ministry, stands at the back and, and gets, gets a pat on the back. Good job, thank you. Good sermon today. Like it, we just all feel better. You, made me, you, you, get, you gave me a Greek word today. Great job. I feel smart now, you know? <laughs> or you, you preached on something that, that, yeah, that's good. I read some, something like that too. And this is, this is just the cycle we get in as a church. It's just like we're, we're hamsters on a wheel, just, just running and running and running. and Let's dress up. Let's go to church again. Let's go to church so we can dress up and sit there and listen to a message because this is what Christians do. Christians go to church. Christians dress up and go to church. And we listen to a sermon and we try to, we try to be obedient and then we go to church again next week. And that's, the, that's why the church is broken is because the model of the church has been 500 years since the Reformation. That's the model of the church. What happened is that, that the reformers fixed the theology of the church but we didn't fix the practice of the church. The theology of the church was jacked up under the, the, in the dark ages with the Catholic and the priests and the, and the indulgences and all that stuff. And Martin Luther got the revelation and started reading the Bible for himself and realized it's all jacked up. And so what he did is, he, he, is they fixed the theology, but what they, it, what they installed in the place of the Pope is they installed just the local pastor. So now, now we don't, you know, we don't worship our local pastors, right? 
No. We don't, we don't follow them like celebrities, right? No, we follow Matt Chandler or Francis Chan. But that's what we do is we still have the same, we don't, we don't dare say that they have the authority of the word of God. They have the same authority. But on a real practical level, it's just, bro, it's just as broken. And for 500 years, we just, we just replaced the Pope with just a bunch of little mini popes. And it's still just a pastor preaching a sermon and we're showing up to hear it. That's all we're doing. When the, the word of God, Jesus himself, and now Paul, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, it says the pastor's real job is to equip the people do the, to do the ministry. Pastors equip, people make disciples. Amen. That's, the, that's the key that we were missing. When we went to the Philippines and saw this church that was actually functioning biblically, we repented and we said, oh God, how did we... How did we break your church? How did we do this to your church, to your body? Like We are so sorry that we, that we messed this up, that we made this about us. We made this about our preaching or our ministry or our church name, that we made this about us, and we came home and we realized that, that this is the way it's supposed to work. And so... so the way we're breaking this down today is we're talking about the why, the what, and the how. And so, so the, here's the why of making disciples. And we're going to end with how at the end today. But the why we make disciples is because Jesus said to. That's the only reason we know, or we need to know. There are, there are other reasons we'll get to. But the reason we should fix our church and make this, the, let me just make this more personal. The reason you should make disciples and there's a real simple way to know if you've made a disciple. They, that person has a name. So if you can't think of a person that you have discipled, then you haven't done what Jesus wants you to do yet. And, I don't, and first of all, I'm not going to point fingers at you because your church is broken because of your leadership and your pastors, and they didn't, just like my church is broken. I didn't come home and chew out my people more. I had to first come home and get right with God and say, help me to know what, I, what we did wrong and how do we fix this. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty, but I think I'm, I'm praying that w- the revelation that we had and how we fixed it, that it'll inspire you guys as well. So if you've made a disciple, then, 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 you're, then you're part of the solution. If you haven't made a disciple, you're in the right place because we're going to show you how.